Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word, reveal Jesus to me, and fill me with the Holy Spirit and send me out to share Christ with others so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Life doesn't have to be scary. Come on, say it with me, kids. Come on. Life doesn't have to be scary. John 16, this is what Jesus said. Listen. He said, these things I have spoken to you, he's talking to his followers, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, But be of good cheer, for I have, come on, say it with me, overcome the world. The world has been overcome by Jesus. The word overcome, let me just remind us, it means to subdue, or it means to conquer, or it means to win. It means to be victorious. So if you're a follower of Jesus, and you're in a relationship with Jesus, Whether you've recognized this or not, because Jesus is an overcomer, you are an overcomer too. Come on, say it. Come on, say it. I am an overcomer. Because Jesus overcame, I can overcome too. This is so important. This is why life doesn't have to be scary. No matter what you go through, no matter the circumstances, if you're in a relationship with Jesus, life doesn't have to be scary. We've covered a lot of territory. This is our fourth or fifth week. If you've missed any of those messages, you can go to our podcast or you can go on Facebook, Lakeshore Gastonia, and you can listen to the messages. We talked about the fact that the world doesn't have to be scary. Money doesn't have to be scary. Relationships don't have to be scary. And last week, we talked about the fact that the devil doesn't have to be scary. So if you missed those, go get them. Today, I want to start with a question. Kids, come on, lean in with me. If you you think you know an answer, feel free to shout it out, and then we'll give adults a chance. Kids, listen. What could possibly be scary about church? Hey, I like that answer. Give me a knuckle up. I wish every adult thought like you, River. Come on, anybody having it? What could be scary at church? Anything? People. People could be scary. Uh Uh-oh. I guess some people could be scary. I hope I'm not scary. That's true, though. What do you think? Nothing scary. Okay, good, good. What do you think? What, What could be scary about church? Kids, anybody have any ideas? What about adults? What do you think? What could be scary at church? How about this? How about coming to church for the first time or a new church for the first time 
and nobody greets you. Have you ever heard of that happening to somebody? I have. That could be scary for some people. Visiting a church you've never been to, ever? That could be kind of scary. That's not easy to do, right? How about this? Come on, adults. Come on, be real. Take your Christian thinking out for a second. Think before you. Feeling judged. Feeling judged could be scary. That's true. How about this one? Maybe even a little weird, okay? Eating the body of Jesus and drinking his blood. Right? That's what it says in the scriptures. And if so, people don't have a framework for that, that could be kind of weird. Much less scary, right? How about this one? For all you Pentecostals, this isn't scary. But for those of you who grew up in a different kind of church, how about this? How about hearing somebody speaking in tongues? Uh Uh-oh, everybody's like, bingo, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I've talked to a lot of people. That's freaked them out. That scared them, right? There are some things about church could be scary. How about this? How about this? This is real. How about going all the way to the front to receive prayer? That could be scary for some people, right? We don't really think about it in those terms. But let me just say this. Jesus never meant for church to be scary. Do you know where the Bible shows us the word church for the very first time? Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Jesus is speaking. He says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock, finish it with me, come on, I will build my church, and the gates of hell or Hades shall not prevail against it. Just in case you didn't know, that's the first time in the Bible where the word church is used, and Jesus used it. Jesus never meant for church to be scary. So we're going to finalize our series today, and here's the title of the message, Church doesn't have to be scary. Come on, say it with me. Church doesn't have to be scary. Now, the word church, especially if you've grown up in church, you have an idea of what church means or what that is. But the word church in English, remember the Bible in the New Testament is written in Greek and some in Aramaic. So the word church in Greek is the word ekklesia. E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Ecclesia. And it's a good word to know because it's made up of two, two words. The first part of the word, I should say, is the word ek. E-K. E-K. And E-K means out. Or out of. And the second part of ecclesia is the word kaleo. K-A-L-E-O. And that means to call. So, Brass, brass taxes, fundamental, easy to understand. The word church in Jesus' heart literally means to be called out of darkness and into the kingdom of God, into the light. And now you're a follower of Jesus and a citizen of heaven. That's what the word church means. And I think that's important because if we're not careful... We say things like this, and by the way, I'm not mad at anybody who says this. I get it. We say things like, let's go to church. I get it. I say it too. But 
technically, church isn't a place you go to. Church is a family that you belong to. Church isn't a building. Church is a people. Church is a family. It's the family of God. Infants, babies, children, toddlers, students, adults. We together make up the church. Now, I want to just give you three quick reasons why church doesn't have to be scary. And these are good reasons, okay? First thing is you got to know this. The church encourages me to gather with others to worship God. Come on, say it with me. The church encourages me to gather to, with others to worship God. The key word here is gather. And this is important because I'm going to just be honest and lovingly as I can. Nobody that you know that's outside of church that isn't walking with God, that is serving the world, is going to encourage you to gather with other believers in the family of God to worship God. Nobody's going to encourage you to do that. The church is going to encourage you to do that. Listen to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Listen to this. We must also consider how to encourage each other to show love and to do good things. We should not stop gathering together with other believers as some of you are doing. Instead, we must continue to encourage each other even more as we see the day of the Lord coming. Come on. Aren't you glad that someone encourages you to gather for worship? If nobody encouraged you, sometimes you wouldn't feel like it. We need to be encouraged as the family of God to gather for worship. There's a lady at our TKK campus. She recovered from cancer. Because she had cancer before and experienced all of the symptoms, she knew what it felt like to have cancer. Does that make sense? So not too long ago, all of these symptoms began to come on her life and on her body. She was really feeling concerned. She was a little scared because the symptoms were like the symptoms she had before when she had cancer. So she went to the doctors and shared the symptoms with him. And before he actually even run any tests, he said, based on your history and based on what you're telling me, I'm pretty convinced that the cancers come back. Well, because she made a decision to press in and to gather with the church family on Artiga K campus, Sunday after Sunday, she would go to the front during the prayer time, and she connected with Janie and Dan Tillery, they're part of our prayer team, and she asked them to agree with her in faith that whatever these symptoms were, would take a back seat to the authority of the Word of God and to begin to pray in faith for her to experience healing and restoration in her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. She did that for all the while in her mind. She knows the symptoms are there and she's a little concerned about that. Anybody ever know what I'm talking about there? So she goes onto this online portal after she had a bunch of tests done in the doctor's opinion to confirm the fact that she had cancer. She goes onto the portal and she looks onto the portal and she says this to our team, Janie, I just wanted to give you and Dan a big update. 
you can most definitely share this with the pastoral staff and the prayer team in the church. I still haven't received calls from any of my doctors, but I logged on to my online chart and they have posted my biopsy results. No evidence of lymphoma. Not inconclusive result, more tests required. It says plainly that there is no evidence of lymphoma, exclamation mark. Praise God, praise God. God is so good. Thank you for all of the prayers. Come on, somebody say amen. Why is that important? That's important because she made a decision to gather with the church. And in that gathering, the prayer of faith is made available for all who want to come. Here's the second reason church doesn't have to be scary, and this is important. The first one was gather. This one is this. The church helps me grow spiritually. Come on, say grow. Kids, 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 listen up. River, you ready? What are some ways that we could grow and get stronger spiritually? Oh, yes, eating vegetables. Woo, I love that. The vegetables of the word. Good job. What else? Come on. Jude? Huh? Pray to learn how to pray. That helps us to grow spiritually. Good job, Jude. River? Reading the Bible. Come on, that's a good idea, right? Adults, I'm not going to have you to raise up your hand. You don't have to. But how many of you are reading your Bible? At least four days a week. Four days a week. You got seven. Come on, you could do it. Amen. What's another way that we grow spiritually? Kids, anybody? What do you think, Gavin? Gideon, I'm sorry, Gideon. Gavin, Gideon. Worship. Worship helps us. By the way, that's a good one. Worship isn't just singing songs, right? What are other ways we worship besides singing songs? Praise, tithe, give money, give offering, time, talent, treasure, all giving of ourselves, right? Worship. Kids, what's another way we grow spiritually? Being faithful, faithfulness. Good, good. You got one already, Jude. Anybody else? Anybody back here? River, serving, yes, very good job. Okay, adults, let's get you in on the action. Spreading the word around, that helps us to grow spiritually. Good, what else? Small groups, are you in a small group? Are you a disciple? Are you learning to follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus? Hallelujah, good job. What else, adults? What's another way we can grow? Read the word and believe it, amen. Listen, listen, listen. This is so important. The church helps me grow spiritually. Listen to this in Ephesians. God handed out gifts above and below. He filled heaven with his gifts, filled the earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor teacher to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work. Working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other 
efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, listen, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ. God wants to use the church to help you and I grow spiritually. Thank God for the church family who helps us to grow spiritually. Amen? Here's the third thing that I believe helps us to know that church doesn't have to be scary. This is a good one. Now, I'm going to be honest, okay? This one could be a little bit scary for some of us, but we're going to learn how to not be scared with this. Okay, here it is. The church prepares me to go and share Jesus with others. So the first one was gather. The second one was grow. The third one is go. You got them? They're all with G. Same with me. Come on. Gather, grow, go. One more time. Come on. Gather, grow, go. That's really church family in a nutshell, isn't it? Think about what Jesus said in Matthew 28. He's getting ready to leave to heaven. And he says to his disciples, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Come. Is that what he said? Did he say come? Did he say just tell everybody to come? What did he say? He said go. Now listen to me. I want us to keep inviting people to come. We need to do that. But in addition to that, God's going to help us to become goers. Come on, somebody say, God help me to become a goer. Is a goer even, is that a word? I don't know if that's a word or not, but I, I just made it up. In other words, God wants to help you and I to learn how to share Jesus with others. Okay, let's be honest. Adults and kids, you both can respond to this. I want you to be honest, though. Don't lie. We're in church. How many would say that going and sharing my faith with Jesus sometimes could be scary? Come on, that's true. Even for me. Even for me. Um, <clears throat> this last week, I was at Food Lion, and I was checking out. I had my food up there. I had some cauliflower up there, and some broccoli, and some other stuff. And this lady behind me, she saw my food. And she goes, oh, you're getting all the healthy stuff. And I said, well, I've made a decision and I'm trying to be healthier. By the way, I lost 40 pounds. And she said, wow, that's great. I lost 90 pounds. I said, 90 pounds? That's like a little missing person. And she chuckled and she said, it is. She goes, but I wish I could say it was all intentional. I lost a lot of weight because the last three years have been the hardest three years in my life. In 2020, my husband died of brain cancer. And it's been stressful. And I've been trying to put my life back together. And we're talking in the aisle at Food Lion. And in my mind and in my heart, I'm like, should I pray for her? Should I give her a Bible verse? it would be easier just to leave and go to my car. And I'm listening to her, but I'm listening to the Spirit too, same time. I said, you know, I'm so sorry to hear that you've gone through all of that. Would you like for me to pray for you, like before we leave the store? She said that would be helpful. She paid for her four or five items. We stepped to the front of the register out there where no people were. And I just prayed for her the best I know how. 
God's not expecting some great prayer or for me to say special big words or for me to pray like Billy Graham. Just in the best way I know how. For a woman who's a widow who's trying to put her life back together, she needed prayer. So I prayed for her. Later on that day, I went to a hospital in Charlotte. I prayed for a friend's mom 10 years ago. I heard she was in the hospital. She's elderly. Her bones are brittle. She had to have screws put in her foot. There's going to be a little bit of recovery time. So I thought I'd go and encourage them, the family. And while I was there, I reminded them of God's faithfulness the best I know how. And I asked if I could pray for you. And she said, yes, pray, please pray for me. So I prayed for her and I prayed for the family. And I just believed that Jesus was there and he ministered his love to her. On my way home, I was hungry. Come, somebody say amen. I was hungry on my way home. And I knew Yolanda was going to be hungry too. So I called in an order for 20 wings. Lemon pepper wings and some barbecue wings with a little bit of heat. From this little hole in the wall that Yolanda would never go to had she not tried the food first. So I went in and I was a little early to pick up my wings. And I had a hat on that said, man of faith. And the guy, he's about 24 years old, who took my order and took my money. He's looking at me and then out of nowhere, he says, sir, do you mind if I ask you, what do you do for a living? To be honest with you, I hate to tell people that I don't know that I'm a pastor. It just kind of sets a weird kind of scenario. Like, I don't know what they're expecting when they hear that. I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm just being honest. So I, I was going to lie, but thank God I didn't say anything before he spoke up. And before I said anything, he said, let me tell you why. I just got out of the service two weeks ago, and I'm really confused. I'm trying to find my way in life. I don't know what to do. And I thought, this is an opportunity to point him to God, to Jesus. I said, you know what? I feel like that sometimes. Let me tell you one of my favorite verses that gives me hope for the future. It's in the Bible. Take a note of this. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. God's people were hopeless. And God speaks to his people through Jeremiah. This is what it says. Are you listening? I asked him, are you listening? His name was Nate. He goes, yeah, I'm listening. This is what it says. God said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I said, Nate, can you see how that verse to someone who's hopeless can really give them some faith and some hope for the future? He says, yeah. I said, well, I want to encourage you. Go and look it up. Find a Bible, Google it or something, because God loves you, and he's going to help you if you just turn your attention to him. By the way, I'll be back for some more wings, and we'll follow up, and we'll have some more conversation about this. He goes, I would like to do that. Three opportunities in one day, God helped me to be a goer. And some of you are thinking, well, of course you're a goer. You're an extrovert. You're a pastor. You're supposed to. You get paid to do that, Pastor Robert. Can I just be honest? I've been a Christian for 30 years, but probably the first 15 years, I wasn't a goer. I really didn't share my faith with people outside of the church family. I'm scared. It's nerve-wracking. I don't know what to say all the time. I don't know what to do all the time. I don't know all the answers. I don't know all the verses. Why am I saying this? Because Jesus' spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and the Holy Spirit is a goer, and the Holy Spirit is interested in all the people who need a touch from Jesus. And if he lives in you and he's a goer, you're a goer too. 
And I want you to stay in there with me because as time progresses, I'm going to teach you how to make a prayer list of people that aren't walking with God and pray for them. And I'm going to teach you how to tell your story in two minutes or less. Your story is life before God, how you came to God, and life since God. And I'm going to teach you how to combine your story and the gospel story and share that with people who don't know God and bring them into the net because God loves people. Amen. Have you been blessed by the word today? Church doesn't have to be scary. Come on, stand to your feet and let's pray and go eat some spaghetti. Kids, anybody want some spaghetti? Miss Barbara spaghetti? It's homemade. If you don't like it, I'll take it and put it in my trunk. Take it home. God, we love you and we honor you. Thank you for pulling our church family together to worship you, to experience your love and your presence and your power. I declare your blessing over every single person today under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord God, that you have a plan and a purpose for them and that you're teaching us how to walk with Jesus and to follow him into everything that he has for us and everything that he wants to do through us. We love you and we honor you. We declare your blessing over our lunch and our fellowship. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.